The comments, conclusions, findings, and opinions expressed by contributors of this podcast do not necessarily reflect the official position or policy of the Department of Defense or the United States government. The use of trade names or commercial entities is for identification only and does not imply endorsement by the Department of Defense or the United States government. Welcome back to the Tactical Combat Casualty Care Podcast. This is Monty from the Joint Trauma System and the Committee on TC3. On this edition, we will review part one of the significant changes to the TC3 guidelines as a result of the 2016-2017 comprehensive review. This part will cover simply the shifts and changes to existing text within the guidelines. Part two will cover additions and new guidelines. So this is the most comprehensive and robust review of the TC3 guidelines since the initial publication in 1996. While the guidelines have been changed and updated dozens of times over the last two decades, most of those changes were focused on particular treatment strategies or equipment integration. This particular review and change identified 22 major changes and restructures to the guidelines, which we'll, we'll start going over today. So the proximate cause for changes in this, uh, this comprehensive review was primarily medic demand. Medics, corpsmen, and pararescuemen throughout the DOD and on the Committee on Tactical Combat Casualty Care have expressed the need for a new TC3 knowledge product that is, for the most part, more, more concise than some of the previous uh, uh, products out there and is optimized for use on personal electronic devices such as smartphones or tablets and that kind of thing. We're also looking at the TC3 guidelines in an algorithmic format and an abbreviated format. As we're working through those, we identified the need to do a complete review and edit of everything. So it also allowed a synchronization with many of the TC3 training methodologies that are out there. And as we move forward to, to some of these new products, we need to really take a hard, hard look at the entire guidelines. So the methodology used for this change broke down into three categories. Either the change is primarily tactical rather than medical in nature, or the change is a relatively minor modification of existing TC3 guidelines, or the change is one that is straightforward and generally non-contentious. So as you see the new published uh, guidelines in text, you'll notice blue text indicates unchanged current wording that shifted to a different location or sequence in the guidelines, whereas red text indicates changes to current wording or newly added wording in the guidelines. So the first edit was in line with training methodologies and the overall TC3 guidelines. We identified the need to swap line 6 and 7 in Carinder Fire. The COTSI has always stressed the need to manage massive external hemorrhage as the first priority in combat casualty management, especially in Carinder Fire phase. However, in the previous wording, it was highlighted to defer airway management to TFC and then covered the life-threatening hemorrhage of tourniquets and that kind of thing. In this change, the line addressing carrying to fire life-threatening hemorrhage comes first and then is followed by the airway deferral. Not a significant change, but better keeps to the overall priorities of TC3. The next edit was simply a terminology change. So the use of wound site uh, is not the best descriptive terminology in reference to external hemorrhage control measures. Surface areas of wounds may be large, whereas the actual location of bleeding is more precise. We want to be able to focus uh, the, the, the task in on the bleeding and controlling the bleeding. So simply throughout the entire guidelines, you will see the replacement of anywhere we had wound site will now be bleeding site in all pertinent text. Previously in tactical field care, massive hemorrhage was not addressed in the text until after airway management and breathing. Both the TC3 curriculum, the slides, the PHGLS textbook, and common TC3 training methods 
taught the control of massive hemorrhage as the first priority in casualty management. TC3 places the highest emphasis on tourniquets and hemostatics to attack hemorrhage as the primary cause of death. Current training mnemonics of March, March H, March E, March Pause, HABC, all prioritize massive hemorrhage as the first step in casualty assessment and management. So what we did is shifted the old paragraph in lines 4A and 4B to become a new paragraph at the beginning of tactical field care. So we now have a paragraph entitled Massive Hemorrhage, which includes all the previous text of assessing and managing unrecognized hemorrhage with tourniquets, hemostatics, and junctional devices. Both breathing and respiration terminology are used as reference points in medical training and memory aids. In years past, TC3 was modifying the long-standing ABCs into a TC3 methodology. The simple edit of titling paragraph 5 as respiration slash breathing allows training programs, units, individual medics the flexibility whether using March, CABC, or whatever. Previously, the use of pulse oximetry monitoring was not specifically stated as a step in TC3 until paragraph 10, but was referenced in earlier assessments. Pulse oximetry is first mentioned as related to TBI patients and breathing respirations. Oxygen saturation and pulse rates are critical in assessment of early shock. By including pulse oximetry initiation as a step in respiration and breathing, then such monitoring will be in place prior to shock assessment or TBI assessment. So the key change was simply editing the existing initiate pulse oximetry line up into the respiration slash breathing paragraph. Similar to the change in title of respiration slash breathing paragraph, we changed the title of the former bleeding paragraph to circulation. From the ABCs to March, circulation is the predominant title that encompasses control of bleeding and continuing on to fluid resuscitation. In the early days of TC3, we attempted to stress bleeding control as a hallmark action which it still is. However, the more commonly term encompassing the actions of controlling hemorrhage and everything that follows is circulation. So the simple change is paragraph 6 is now titled circulation. Now with the title change of the circulation paragraph came a restructure of that paragraph in the next few actions in the TC3 sequence. The concepts and procedures previously covered and broken into separate paragraphs of bleeding, IV access, TXA, and fluid resuscitation all relate to circulation. In line with the TC3 training methodologies and mnemonics, primarily March, we have restructured a new circulation paragraph that encompasses continued management of bleeding in the first section, IVIO access in the second, TXA in the third, and fluid resuscitation in the fourth. As such, all major intervention involving circulation are encompassed in one portion of the guidelines. So the change is in paragraph 6, now titled Circulation, with part A, bleeding, part B, IVIO access, part C, TXA administration, part D, outlining fluid resuscitation guidelines. The current wording of the guidelines imply a sequential order in which one step is completed before initiating the next. It is common practice in training and combat to initiate hypothermia management simultaneously with IV access and fluid resuscitation. While it can be assumed to be a common sense approach, the guidelines did not specifically say this such. So what we did is insert a note of hypothermia prevention measures in section 10 should be initiated while fluid resuscitation is being accomplished in the fluid resuscitation paragraph. In conjunction with this change, the title of paragraph 7 was changed from prevention of hypothermia to hypothermia prevention. This also keeps the guidelines synced with March and similar training methodologies. The previous guidelines implied a limitation to a pulse ox as the only means of monitoring in TFC. We determined the guidelines should include the use of advanced electronic monitoring capabilities similar to TACAVAC. Aid stations and ground vehicles may constitute the TFC environment and are capable of advanced monitoring equipment. 
So, since pulse oximetry is already mentioned in the revised respiration breathing paragraph, the edit is simply placing the statement that was previously only in TACOVAC into the TFC monitoring section, which now includes initiate advanced electronic monitoring of vital signs if indicated and available. The recommended combat pill pack has a few different names out there. The guidelines refer to combat pill pack and TC3 combat pill pack. Some common references call it combat wound pill pack or CWPP. The logistics system has combat wound medication pack as well as combat wound pack, wound pack with moxie, melox, and acetaminophen. So a few different variations out there. We found the predominant and best term going forward is combat wound medication pack or CWMP, which will replace all pertinent text in the guidelines. In the antibiotic paragraph, the vast majority of units, training institutions, and packing lists only list stock and carry ertapenem as the IV antibiotic of choice. Published reviews of antibiotic re options in TC3 have recommended ertapenem as the antibiotic of choice. Recent performance improvement surveys of antibiotic usage in TC3 downrange have found that cefetitan is being used very rarely, with ertapenem being used far more commonly. So the only change here is simply eliminating cefetitan as recommended antibiotic option and ertapenem as being the one and only primary at this point. So those are the edits and changes to the TC3 guidelines out of the comprehensive review that can be classified as simple edits and changes. So all of the TC3 guidelines changes will be published in the Journal of Special Operations Medicine or the JSOM as are all major TC3 updates. You can always find the latest TC3 information at www.cotcc.com or kotc.com. Also, at that site, please feel free to provide us feedback, ask questions, or prompt discussions on the website feedback forum. This concludes this edition of the TC3 podcast. Please return for the next edition, which will be part two of the comprehensive review, or uh, subscribe through your podcast app or check back on the website for the next edition. As always, stay safe out there, continue saving lives on the battlefield, wherever that battlefield or deployed setting or street is in the world for you. 